Before we start today's show and get into game four of the Mavericks Warriors series, we just wanted to start with thoughts and prayers. It's the very least that can be done about this whole situation in Uvalde where there's a mass shooting at a school. Um, lives were lost that should not have been. Completely unnecessary. And uh, our thoughts go out to them. Steve Kerr had incredible comments before game four. Go listen to them. Uh, great stuff from him. And now let's uh, get into Lockdown Mavs and uh, our talk about game four. The Dallas Mavericks win game four, and we get to let it ride once again. Luka Doncic says he believes that the Mavericks can come back and win the series. Should he? All that and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks where we let it ride once again letting it ride my name is Nick Engstead media member and NBA channel manager for the locked on podcast network thanks for making locked on Mavs your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms including YouTube or we're testing out some new graphics, testing out a new look. Let us know in the comments below. What do you think about it? Let us know Let us know what you think about the new look in the comments below. It's the best way to help us grow is just comment on YouTube. And joining me, as always, my co-host contributor at Mavs.com. The Mavs in seven, son. The one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? <laughs> Mavs the seven, Chuck. Um, <laughs> Guys, if you didn't listen to the uh, opening of the pod, Nick said some words uh, about today. Uh, today was a heavy, heavy, um, sucky day for our country uh, and for our state um, here in Texas with the shooting. Uh, full disclosure, I was supposed to say something in the front part of that also, but I just couldn't process my thoughts. I'm still working through a lot of my emotions right now, uh, even with my wife and our little kids. And um, yeah, a lot. I, I, as it seems really shallow just to say we're praying for the families affected and if there is some type of tie that you know families or anybody listens to this pod and Mavs fans and all yeah. of that we, we really are um, praying for you guys um, and and we hope that and, and I hope that this is just a little distraction for you in your day Mavs win get to get to be excited about it and if you're struggling you know to, to deal with it to think about it like Isaac is or if anything happened to your family you know God forbid that we just get to let it ride today a little bit have some fun Dallas Mavericks won a game Western Conference Finals they get a win and guess what Luka Doncic first team all NBA third year in a row Isaac, absolutely insane. Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy night in uh, American Airlines Center. Um, shout out to the people who reached out uh, there. Uh, some of the listeners of the pod that in the concourse <laughs> yeah. there in the arena that, you know, holler our names and say, let it ride. Let it ride. Um, to the gentleman who somehow got into the press box <laughs> and walked down to the front row of the press box to shake my hand and say, let it ride. And he, he listens um, was it Jake Kemp or Tim Cato? <laughs> it, it was not. No, no, it, it was not. Um, but what a weird night from a yeah. leak in the roof to a Draymond free throw that just stops on the rim to the Mavericks learning Legend. how to shoot again 
um, to Warriors rotation minutes that I'm like, I don't know. Welcome to the series, Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga. Um, it was just weird all around. It was. It was a weird game. It was so drunk. Like, this game was so drunk in so many different ways that it was absolutely wild, the things that happened. But on today, we'll talk about what this game four win means for the Dallas Mavericks. They're, like, one bad third quarter away from being 2-2. Should we feel some hope? Should we feel some hope in that? Mm. Um, Luka Doncic, again, said he still believes that this Mavericks team can come back and win this series. Does the the play for the Mavericks tonight give you confidence that they can do that? We'll talk about that. And then, of course, you know, how can the Mavericks make history? We'll talk about the leak and all the wild stuff that happened in this game. Uh, but I think it starts, at least on the basketball side of things, starts with the threes. The Mavs made 20 threes in this game. Um, I was talking to Kevin Gray before the game, and he's like, they got to make 25 to win tonight. <laughs> they got to make 25. And they had 19 like, like, with, like in, in like the third quarter, I think, or early in the fourth quarter, they had 19 made threes. And it's just it just comes back down to the things we've said over and over again. You know, before the season, Jason Kidd said this team will not live and die by the three. Well, guess guess what? Here we are, like 103 or something games later, the Mavericks are still living and dying by the three. Yeah, uh, the NBA uh, NBA.com stats tweeted out after the game and said the Mavs had their 11th game with 15 three pointers this postseason. It's the most in a single postseason in NBA history. Sheesh. Um, if that just tells you how many threes these guys are are putting up, but I mean, you look at the breakdown of these four games, right? I mean, games two and game four now, uh, they've hit at least twenty threes. They hit twenty one in game two, twenty in this game, uh, and the other two games, you know, is they hit eleven threes and thirteen threes. So it's like, I mean, they, they gotta. I mean, especially against you know one of the the key themes of post game of you know Jason Kidd's. Uh, time with the media is him talking about how the Warriors love running zone against Dallas and trying to keep that paint closed up. And I mean, yeah, but why did he say that, Isaac? <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> kid kids having some fun with it. Uh, yeah, he is. You know, he was talking about just how how their zone you know gives up those threes. He also said this is direct quote from Kid: "The biggest compliment we've gotten is that they got to play zone because they can't play us one on one, right?" <laughs> um. That's the ultimate. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Yeah, that's, that's good. The, that's the ultimate quote. This is a positive world. We'll take the but, positive. They can't guard us one on one. That's what Jason Kidd is saying in that. But but I mean, th- but there's a lot of truth to that, right? I mean, it's the Warriors saying, "Hey, we don't want to do the switching game. We don't want to switch Steph on the Luca. We don't mm. like Luca is one, you know, one of one left in the playoffs right now." And so they're doing this zone stuff, and it's been working, right? I mean, they've won three games. It in has a row, been working. But they are they are giving up and saying, Hey, we'll live with you shooting the three pointers. And you know, it's, it's worked except for this game in which, you know, Dallas hits 20 of them and they play some, some defense against golden state. So the threes were incredible. The Mavericks, you know, 20 of 43 from three, 46% from, from three. You had Dorian with four. He started out the game four of four. Bullock hit six threes. Luca hit three of his own. One of them was like the deepest catch and shoot three we've ever seen him hit. Like Luca never hits catch and shoot threes and hit that one from like, I don't know, 30, 33 feet or something like that. Uh, Brunson hit one. Dinwiddie hit two. Maxi hit two off the bench. Frank hit one. Davis hit one. Like I, everybody that played it, like big minutes except for Dwight mm. made a three tonight. This is what the, this is the Mavericks recipe. The Mavericks have figured out that 
If they can make these, if they can get these open threes, which they can, they have gotten them this entire series, this entire playoffs. They've created these open threes. They just have to knock them down. And then the thing that's frustrating is that everything seems to to live and die by that, right? The fourth quarter, Mavericks aren't hitting threes. They're not creating the open threes. And then the crazy comeback from the Warriors, you know, got it to within what uh, eight. That was another part of the weird night. That I forgot. Got that. it to within eight at one point. And I think in the second segment, we'll talk a little bit more about. Does the Mavericks play give you confidence? Because they almost did give up this game. They had a 29 point lead in this game, almost gave up the lead in the fourth quarter to the backups. Just a, a wild sequence. But it just goes back to the the big takeaway is that they still live and die by the three. And as long as those threes are going in, the Mavericks look unbeatable. They really do. Like the, the, when the when the threes are going down, it's just really hard to look at this team and say, "Wow, that team's got them. They got this in the bag, right?" But they just haven't fallen the, the same rate that they wish they would. I mean, it it goes back to, you know, on yesterday's pod, we we did kind of like five bigger questions um, about this series. And one of the questions was, hey, wh- how can Dallas pull off history? How can Dallas do this thing and come back? And I just kind of threw out there just a, a random thing of, hey, Dorian and Reggie need to outs- combine and outscore Spencer Dinwiddie. And so they combined for 41 points tonight. Dinwiddie had 10. Yeah, you got that and one. It, it just, but they even outscored Brunson. And like, could you even take this step further of saying that could, you know, if they outscore Brunson too, because that means they're getting their threes up. I mean, Dorian attempted seven threes tonight. He hasn't attempted seven in a game yet in the series. Reggie Bullock attempted 10 threes in this game. So that's a combined 17 attempts between those two guys. It just, it means so much if, if both of those guys are getting a ton of, you know, I say a ton of three point attempts, seven's not a ton for Dorian, but still, I mean, (laughs) it's true. They combined for, you know, 10 made threes between the two, and that's massive. Well, and look how many the Warriors attempted. This has been part of the recipe. It's not just that the Mavericks take a ton of threes. They took 43 in this game, made 20 of them. The Warriors only took 28. You held Steph Curry to just five three-pointers attempted this whole game, right? Like, that is part of the recipe. Now, Steph only had to play 32 minutes in this game, but still, that's part of the recipe is to run them off the three-point line and win that battle on the three-point line because their margins are so small everywhere else, rebounding, you know, defense, all that kind of stuff. Their margins are are so small that they have to win that that battle of the three of the three-point shooting in a huge, huge way. But coming up, let's talk a little about that um, that fourth quarter a little bit. Should the Mavericks still believe that they can come back and win this series? Luka Doncic does. Should we? Does their play merit that hope from, from Mavs fans? Talk about that more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Oh, this copy just gives me life. I love brownies. But you know what I love more? Brownie Damn. batter. Sometimes I eat the batter just while I'm making the brownies. This is the copy right here. It's telling me to say this. I actually love brownies more than the batter, but that's okay. You know what I do like? The brownie batter puffs. I got one right here. I ate one today. You can still smell it. Did you buy them or did you get them for free? I bought these with my own okay. money made from this podcast that Built Bar gives us that I then turn back and, and buy their products. Absolutely delicious. This uh, this uh, The brownie batter is honestly my favorite Built Bar at this point. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only 7 grams of sugar. That bar is delicious. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your entire order. Again, promo code LOCKED15, the number one, the number five, LOCKED15, to get 15% off your entire order at Built.com. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Make sure you go check out the Lockdown NBA Big Board podcast and on YouTube. Host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, DFW native, is there with Richard Stamen, aka Mavs Draft. All kinds of good draft stuff, mock drafts, and big boards. Lockdown NBA Big Board. All right, Isaac. Luka Doncic after the game said, hey, we still believe that we can win this series. They were down 3-0. Now it's 3-1. 3-1 seems way more achievable, like a comeback, especially against this Warriors team because they have done it before. It's like they proved that it's possible. Um, but now the Mavericks are, are are 3-1. Does it change anything to you about this series that they won this game? Are you with Luca that you believe they can still get this and make it happen? Well, I mean, they're they're taking the right approach to it. I mean, the the only approach you can have to it is you take it game by game. And the first the first game you had to get. We said on yesterday's pod, you get this hard-hitting analysis that tonight was a must-win game. Yeah, it was. And, <laughs> and it was. Um, but hopefully it's it's a kind of a springboard to your confidence being back of like, all right, we got our we got our shots to go down tonight. And you know what? You know what they're telling themselves? Hey, we shot it really well in game two, too. We know that we can play well in that building because we did it for a half. It's like, can we just pull <laughs> together that complete, that complete half? Because, yeah, you're right. I mean... When they went up by 20 tonight, I was like, dang, this is kind of like how it felt in game two, except we were in the Bay watching This was it. exactly game two. This was <laughs> yeah. almost exactly game two, except for the Warriors didn't go on that third quarter run. They went on a fourth quarter run, and it was just a little bit too late, and they threw in the towel a little too early in, in this game. Yeah. So, you know, that that's just now, now they go back to the Bay, and this is what they have to believe in, that their shot's going to stay there, that they're going to have to come out, be aggressive, do their thing, stay stay true to their game plan instead of, you know, just freaking out. The crowd's going to be yeah. going nuts. Um, I'm really curious to see what Steve Kerr's rotation is. It felt like, however you want to say it, as far as, like, did he get cocky with it? Did he just – was it – I leaned over one time to, uh, to, to John and Bobby and said, this is the most disrespectful thing ever that it's <laughs> – I it, said the same exact thing to Kevin Gray. Myself. I was like, Steve Kerr is rolling <laughs> same, out Kaminga and Moody in the second quarter. And I was like, bro, he has he cares no craps about this Mavs team. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, though, like, so think about that. In the second quarter, he's playing Kuminga, who has not seen any meaningful time this entire series, and Moses Moody, who has actually seen meaningful time. But playing those two guys together is like. I don't know. It would it be like if if <laughs> if uh, Kerr put out there like Boban and Marquise Chris. <laughs> like, well, what's t- what's t- the Mavs equivalent of that? Because I mean, yeah, Marquise Chris. To his defense, he doesn't. Kerr doesn't have a ton of other options. You know, he has his top six with Poole coming off the bench. And then, you know, Otto Porter obviously got hurt last game true, with that f- foot true. injury. So, you know, they went with JTA there for a little bit last game. And now they kind of just replaced his minutes with Kaminga. And then the same thing is like Damian Lee's kind of been in the rotation, but he kind of sucked. So then they replaced him with Moses Moody in game two. So like, I understand playing him, you know, a handful of minutes, but when he, when Kaminga is playing over 20 minutes, which I get a lot of that, you know, was that fourth quarter. It was like, Oh, y'all really, you really are just rolling (laughs) these guys out there together. Not even like staggering them either of like, Hey, we're going to play like one or two with Draymond and Steph and those guys. It was like, all of them with clay. I'm like, all right, well, Kerr's just like, "Mm, all right. And so they play those lineups and it was kind of like, okay, are the Warriors just going to throw this game? 29 point lead. It felt like game five of Warriors versus Grizzlies where the Warriors were like, 
we don't need that. We don't really need this game. So we're just going to go ahead and just put our feet up and not have to play the second half and just let Kuminga get some experience. There's all these stats going around about how Kuminga and Moody are like the only 19 year olds with like the most minutes in a conference finals, like the most points in a conference final, something like that. Uh, So maybe they're gunning for something like that. But, um, but that fourth quarter, that right, that to me, made me really concerned and and if this if this would have been a wire to wire win and they would have been you know more dominant and won the fourth quarter even i would be way more confident in more confident in like the mavs can come back i i don't I, that that really shook me <laughs> that fourth quarter just to see how quickly it came back and to that to that group too that was out there uh like the group that was out there they they erased they were plus 19 in that fourth quarter it was pool with Moody and Kuminga, Damian Lee, and Bihalitsa. Mm-hmm. And against the Mavericks group that was like, uh, it was Brunson, it was Dinwiddie, it was Bertans, Frank Nilakina played a lot there. And then Josh Green started that. And then they had to bring back in Dorian and Reggie. And they were like, finally, Reggie and Dorian can get some rest. They're up 29. It looks like this is going to be a good. And then all of a sudden they had to put him back in because the Warriors. And, and And Luca eventually, yeah. The Warriors just cut into that lead so quickly that. I don't know. I got, I got really concerned about that. If, if the Mavericks are like barely, and then it got to be an eight point eight point advantage, and then Kerr put back in Steph Curry because I'm sure he was like, "All right, put me back in." It's a ele- when it was eleven. Curry stood up, looked to the rest of the bench, and was like, "Hey, hey, come on, let's let's get up too because these guys could actually do it. Like these young guys could actually get the comeback and finish the sweep here." They like yeah. started to smell blood in the water. Then they put. Clay back in and Wiggins back in. Were you as concerned about that fourth quarter the way the Mavericks played like I was and how all of Twitter, all of Mavs Twitter was really concerned about it? Well, I was going to say, um, hopefully Steph and them didn't stand up on the bench because that's really, really bad. And Hopefully they also weren't wearing white, right? Because it's, it's one, it's past Labor Day. And two, it's, you know, like you just can't be doing that. If, if you're complaining about people standing up on the bench, you can just block me on Twitter. I don't. I don't care about any of your interactions. Um, You're sitting behind them. Is is the only people that should be complaining about that? Um, and then you can just stand up too. Like if you are standing up, um, not but, them. Not in the lower bowl. <laughs> never. Um, Clutch my was pearls. I, was I concerned? Yes, I was concerned that they were going to give up another lead. Yes, I don't know how much I read read into it for like next game if. If Luca was out there the entire quarter, or like the starters, Luca, Dorian, Reggie, you know the whole crew, and they they gave up the the whole thing to the bench unit, I think I would be more worried. But the fact that they did it out, you know, with with Frank out there, and yeah, and Dinwiddie Frank and, and Josh, yeah, and Berton, some like, I mean, wasn't ideal, but I, I'm not. I don't think it's affecting a ton of how I feel going into the game. You're not losing sleep over it. I'm not losing sleep. Like if I'm going to choose things to be losing sleep, I'm losing sleep over the Warriors not losing a game in the playoffs at, you know, Chase Center yet. So like I'm losing sleep over that more than I am, you know, Bertons going 0 of 3 to start the 4th or something like that. So that's just where I'm at. We may be concerned about Mavs in 7, but you know who is not concerned about Mavs in 7? Somebody who rode in on a horse the other day? The horse rider himself. I'm right. sticking to it, baby. Mavs and seven. Mavs and seven? Mavs and seven. So we're going to see you on Saturday? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yes. 
unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, yes. Chuck thinks that the Mavs are going to have to come back for a game six. He's going to have to return back to Dallas, and he won't get to start his vacation. Uh, that video is from uh, Kevin Gray. Who I was standing right next to when he took that video of Chuck. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Chuck believes. Mavs in seven. Do you believe Mavs in seven? <laughs> oh, well, anytime you have Luka Doncic, you can believe in a, in a thing. Like Anytime you have a, a top five player in the league, a three-time All-NBA first team guy in his first four years. We'll talk more about that on tomorrow's podcast because that is a massive, massive, massive deal. Like, that is unbelievable. I care way more about that than I do All-Star or any other random awards and stuff. But uh, we'll talk more about that tomorrow. All Uh, All day tomorrow we'll talk about that. Yeah, so... There's a couple other stats in this game that maybe coming up next we can talk about some other team stats because uh, looking at some bench point stuff, let's talk a little bit about rebounds. I have a, a joke to make about that, but we can do that next. Yeah, coming up, what worked for the Mavericks in this game? What gave us some hope that they could you know, continue this series and win game five? That oh, is and, also- a, and a Reggie Miller quote that we got to talk about. <laughs> a Reggie Miller quote, and I got a little... Got a little conspiracy theory and a Reggie Miller quote. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines and stats and everything to do with the NBA. It is lightninging right outside, right outside my house yeah. <laughs> uh, right now. Everybody stay safe in Dallas. Uh, the Celtics are a minus 178 favorite against the Miami Heat in this series. Remember a couple days ago, they were both like favored to win? Now the Heat are plus 158, so BetOnline is not feeling the Heat as much so far. They already have game five up for Mavs Warriors. Guess the spread, Isaac Harris, on BetOnline. I'm going to say that they have the Warriors correct um, by eight and a half. Seven and a half, real close. So if you're feeling like Isaac, maybe the Mavericks can cover that spread. And uh, go check it out at Bet Online. You can get all the trends and action on your mobile device or learn about the trends and action on their website. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac, we have been talking about the Dallas Mavericks winning game four. We got to let it ride one more time. One more time, hopefully not for the last time. How do the Mavericks make it not the last time? What worked? In this game four, that the Mavericks can carry over back to Golden State, back to the Chase Center where we made home for like four days. You want to go back for game five? <laughs> you t- no? Can, we, can I tell you? Can I tell everybody what you texted me during the game? Um, the first part. Yeah, yeah like tickets. If we fly Spirit, three hundred bucks. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. But. But we can't because we're broke. If y'all want to fund our trip to San Francisco, <laughs> we are not broke. Uh, y- also, my knee, my knees wouldn't wouldn't make it through a Spirit flight all the way there. Those seats are so small. Uh, somebody wants to house us and pay for our plane tickets. Just let us know. We'll fly out. Oh, where's uh, and can we can we can we stay with Andy? <laughs> Andy, Andy, do you have any extra rooms? Um, <laughs> Call, he calls us tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, but, but I mean, the three point shooting was, was the story of this game. You know, they did some different things as far as offensive scheme wise, where they set some picks on, you know, on different people in the zones with mm-hmm. an off ball to free up some of these guys to get them, you know, open, uh, a little bit more. Um, they, they contained the offensive glass a little bit more. They had six in this game. You know, somebody tweeted at me about the rebounded battle and said, Hey, Dallas won the rebounded battle in this game. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes, they did because you hit 23s. Uh, when you shoot 50% from the field 
And then as a result of that, when you get up by so so many points that the Warriors saying, hey, we're not we're not even going to play Kevon Looney very much because we got to shoot threes. We got to space the floor. Kevon Looney played. You ready for this? Not a lot. Two and a half minutes in the second half. Oh, my God. Two and a half minutes. So um, as your best rebounder. Yes, you're going to lose that rebound matchup because you got down so fast that you need the, to hit threes. The Warriors are going to lose that. And the exactly, Warriors missed yeah. a bunch of shots, right? Like they missed a bunch of shots too. So that's when you win the rebounding battles when you're, you know, the other team misses a bunch of shots. It's wild when you look at the quarter breakdown because obviously the Mavs won the first quarter. They won the second quarter by, you know, plus 11. They won the third quarter, which is a huge change. Like I'd say that's one of the bigger takeaways of this game too, is the Mavs finally flipped the third quarter. Yes. They finally said, all right, we got this because of the leak. I don't know, but <laughs> the, that, that leak was wild. So the Mavericks <laughs> come out from, from halftime. There was a girl that was like balancing on a ball and like spinning hula hoops at halftime. <laughs> she exits the floor and then the Mavericks come out and all of a sudden, we see people on the court like wiping up right over in that same corner over by the, the Warriors bench. If you'll remember, back in March 22nd of 2022, year of our Lord, against the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Mavericks also had a game delay because the roof was leaking. So this is the second leak in a row. And this time, there were two leaks. And when we walked in, before that leak even happened, there was a tarp on the ceiling. And there's this black tarp on the ceiling. They had it like suspended and tied in all four corners to different spots in the rafters. And I looked up and I said, that's kind of weird, but that's exactly where the leak was during that Minnesota game. And they had the, you know, they had that there. And then they had another one with like another white tarp, like right Wait, next to it. You looked up at the ceiling tonight before the game? Before the game. Huh. I, I looked never, up at the I, I never looked, look at the ceiling. So. I looked up at the ceiling and saw that tarp and thought like that's interesting that that's there. So that they were like even expecting them. Like they were even thinking about this. So here's my first conspiracy. Uh-oh. Don't Reggie, pull a Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller threw out there. Did the Mavericks do it on purpose? Oh my gosh. That was the most, we know that, you know, he has a Warriors tattoo. But, Reggie Miller. Oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't even watch the game. And so I didn't even watch the game and saw, but, but for him to even, it, I'll say this full disclosure. I obviously did not listen to the broadcast at all. No, me. But I've seen the quote on on Twitter. So if it's a joke or out of context, then I'm sure you guys will let me know. But Reggie Miller's, you know, alluding of, hey, you know, it's on the warrior side. That's one of the like like, he was actually meaning in it in like a analyst, like I'm going to make this note type of way. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard somebody say on live TV. (laughs) Um, the Mavericks had to play offense on that end. Yeah, breaking news right? that like, you, you know both on. teams have to play all over the court. But but uh, but yeah, I thought it, it was Jordan Poole's tears at first that they were wiping up. <laughs> it was a pool of a pool of Jordan. <laughs> um, but yeah, another leak. It was a delay of 16 minutes. Then they had to like re uh, warm up. They get five minutes to rewarm. It's it's dumb that I know that that they get five minutes. I was like waiting for. All right, well now they get five minutes to rewarm up because this has happened before. The third delay we've had at a Mavs home game this year between. Two rain delays, like literal rain delays. Sean Heath called it a rain delay in, in, in the arena. The Mavs then, have had more rain delays than the Rangers this year. It's <laughs> very true because the Rangers have a roof. and uh, We do and, too. Yeah, I was going to say the Mavericks do, but it's not as good apparently. And then they had the delay with the rim. The Remember the rim was tilted against the Sixers in that one game? So they've had multiple delays in this. But 
Uh, but yeah, the, the delay. But then they come out in that third quarter, and that third quarter was awesome, right? It was just yeah. a quarter where they came out, they blitzed the the Warriors, they in in a way that they scored a bunch early on. That's when they built it to that 29-point lead. That's when Luka hit that deep catch-and-shoot three. He hit this crazy step-back three with about 6.50 to go. Uh, and then the game just got real drunk. Like, Draymond had that free throw that sat on the ledge. Like, the no-dunks guys call that, world? call that a ledgy. Not a wedgie, but a ledgy. And it didn't count. And um, and then just crazy stuff started happening. And then all of a sudden, at two, two minutes and 43 seconds left, uh, Kerr had... Steph Curry out there, but with Damian Lee, Moody, Kuminga, and Bielitsa. Like it was almost like he was waving the white flag at that point. And uh our friend, Harrell Bob, had a little conspiracy theory that uh the Warriors threw this game because and Tim Kawakami, the Warriors reporter, tweeted this out and confirmed that the Warriors will get ten million dollars for one more game in Golden State. Ten million dollars for a game five because that's what it's gonna cost. Uh, that's what they're going to get from like gate revenue and you know concessions, like all that kind of stuff. Uh, that's what they get for for a playoff home game. So that pays for one James Wiseman for the entire year. <laughs> that pays his entire salary one game. I mean, you know what, Bob Myers, if you're listening to this, Joe Lacob, um, or anybody in your family's listening to this, <laughs> if you want to take it to Game Seven, that will get you. <laughs> that will get you more money. You know imagine how much how money much, that would save ima- you? Imagine if, if it was... Seven. Imagine how much you could get for a game seven. <laughs> Just think about the, the prices that you can make even higher and how much yeah. money that would help with your luxury make, tax. Make game seven shirts like, you know, dubs wins, dubs in seven. Like, make yeah. those shirts and sell all those shirts. But That would be a smart business decision, um, <laughs> unlike Luca made against Andrew Wiggins. But Oof. you need, I think you need that money that, so that's free advice from me to you, Joe Lacob uh, in that, um, the Mavs had 30 assists tonight. That's huge. huge. You know, game one of this series, they had 14. Um, I think it was game three. They had 18. So two out of the you know four games so far, they've had under 20 assists. Uh, I think even in game two, um, they had 22 assists, but to have 30 assists in this game, Jason Kidd pointed out after the game two is massive. And how do you get it? How do you get assists whenever you make shots? Like everything, you know, is linked to them, you know, just making their shots. Another thing that really stood out to me in this game, another stat uh, Mavericks had 23 shots at the rim. They made 16 of them, but they got 23. They had six in one game in this series. Yeah. Like that was, was huge. They were getting to the rim and they were just attacking. They were going to the rim. They were trying to get, you know, to the free throw line a little bit. They took 22 free throws. Luca took 10 of his own. Dinwiddie at times was just like, I'm going to drive in and I don't care what happens to me. (laughs) I don't care if I get a shot off or not. I'm just going to go for the rim. He also always thinks he gets fouled on every single play, which I now find (laughs) humorous. Uh, And he finally got called for an illegal screen. I was waiting for that one because he just he just comes in and trucks Wiggins or whoever like just it was almost like he's an offensive lineman just pushes him and he can get away with it because he's like still moving afterwards. It's not like the moving screen where you move your hip or your shoulder into somebody. He like just runs through him, Uh, but he finally got called for, for a moving screen there. But the shots at the rim were huge. And that was one of the reasons why the Mavericks were were winning. They didn't really take any shots. I'm looking at their shot chart. They didn't really they didn't take a ton of shots in the mid range. They took a lot at the rim and then obviously a ton of threes. And uh, and that was, you know, key for the, this game. If you can get to the rim and you can hit threes, like, you can win a ton of games in this league. Yeah, and I, I want to shout out Reggie Bullock because, you know, oh, he got a, oh. he got a lot of flack after oh. last game. I have um, to apologize that you felt that he should have played more. 
I mean, arguably, you know, probably the worst offensive game he's ever played last game. Yeah. Biggest, biggest stage he's ever played on. And he goes 0 of 10, doesn't hit a three, nothing. And, you know, Mavs fans are obviously upset about it. He's upset about it. Uh, you know, I watched his whole pregame routine before the game tonight and just, he was just so carefree and just, you know, do, going through his routine. And it's like, it, it just felt like he had already turned the page. And I was just really happy for him to hit six threes tonight, just to have the complete bounce back that it wasn't in his head. It wasn't like, if that was me out there, I would still just be thinking about the last game and I would just oh, be yeah, breaking right? shots because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just like, just thinking about everything. And um, yeah, just, I just want to give him a shout out. And along the lines of Reggie Bullock, I, I missed this after game three or yeah, after game three and then yesterday as well. Reggie Bullock won the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Social Social Justice Award, which was an incredible award. He had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar on Zoom telling it to him. The award looks so cool. It's like this hand holding a basketball. I thought it was a really cool looking award. Um, but this was written in uh, advocate.com. Since joining the Mavs, Reggie Bullock has worked with organizations including uh, Abounding Prosperity, Dallas Southern Pride, House of Rebirth, the Black Tie Dinner, the Resource Center, and the Malaysia Booker Foundation. Um, and then he also started his own foundation, Remarkable, an organization focused on developing revitalized spaces for a stable life in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and this has been a, a like a, a thing that's been really close to Reggie Bullock's family because... Um, he, uh, his sister was a trans woman who was murdered in Dallas and, uh, you know, whose activism like inspired him. And so that was in 2014 that, that she died. And that was a, a huge thing for Reggie Bullock. So incredible that of all the NBA players in the NBA, he won the social and all the, the causes and all the people doing things. He won the social justice award. Incredible for Reggie Bullock. So glad he had this bounce back game, but also just glad for the work that he's doing in Dallas. Uh, incredible stuff. He's a good one, man. You know, we, we obviously when Harrison Barnes did a lot of work in the community here in Dallas and uh, it was a bummer, you know, losing HB, uh, but to have another guy like uh, like Reggie Bullock uh, repping the Mavs is uh, is really cool. Um, I want to last thing I was going to add is a quote that Maxie said post game. And uh, mm. I think it's I think it's a good one to potentially end the pot on. He said, I don't think it's really that much different. I think. Nope. Sorry. That's not the right quote. Take that out. <laughs> Take that. No, where's it at? Where's it at? Mike Leslie tweeted it out, I think. Here you go. The question was, I heard God Sham God said to Tim Hardaway Jr. tonight, this was the first night of y'all starting to rewrite history. What is the confidence level here? Maxie said postgame. I mean, if you don't believe in it, you might as well just stay home, right? If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. Sign me up for that, Maxie. I like that. Exactly. Hey, and and, every and we're going to stay home because we're not going to the Bay. So, <laughs> <laughs> and remember this season is still a success. Everything is gravy. This win gravy. Great for the Mavericks to win this game. This Warriors team looks like the best team in the NBA. Mavericks getting a win against them is still big, still a good win for the Mavericks. And uh, tomorrow we'll be back to talk about uh, Luka Doncic getting first team all NBA. That's a huge, massive deal. Three times in his first four years in the NBA. Who else has done that? We'll talk all about what it means for him tomorrow. Um, but now, thanks for making us your first listen. Now make your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA Monday through Friday. You got uh, John Corrales and Jake Madison on the show today. And tomorrow is uh, your boy with Pat the Designer. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube as well. Check out Locked On NBA. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Mavs about to get this dub, baby. And bring right. it back. to it, baby. Mavs in seven. Mavs in seven. Mavs in seven. So we're going to see you on Saturday? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yes.
if they win this game five, if they win this game six in uh, or game, game five, five in the Bay, y'all not ready for to let it ride. Mavs in seven, because then it's all it's all open then. But uh, we'll see y'all. <laughs> Thanks Peace for listening out. to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom.